and good morning everybody it is welcome to another episode of my podcast um i woke up not too long ago so i just had to record this episode out of bed and um listen and i'm sure you're gonna enjoy this episode as the past ones so um i mean basically it's another weekend of football and my last episode i i mean i anticipated them the game the upcoming games and then um, you know like i said i'm gonna be reviewing the games of the past weekend and basically um uh, i don't know where do i start from um sa- saturday morning saturday by 12 30 um we saw the I think there was a game by between Norwich City and I, t- I covered the last I covered it though in my last episode, the Norwich City um, game against Leicester and I spoke about Leicester so I'm go- I'm not going to be talking about that. So nothing it's but I'll just refer to it for emphasis purpose. It was a one-one draw. Sorry, a one-nil win by Norwich. A fantastic goal by Jamal Lewis. But so Saturday morning, I woke up. You know, looking forward to the Premier League games of Saturday and um, by 12:30 kickoff. Um, the Crystal Palace, um, um, Crystal Palace versus Brighton. It's actually a derby, but it's I, the history behind it. I think it went as far back as the seventies. Probably something that has to do with the train, and now the fans hate each other. So Crystal Palace won the game one nil. Now the way the game went, I, I think that was probably one of the most entertaining games. One of for me this weekend. Keyword one of I didn't say the most. One of the most entertaining games this weekend, because um, it had everything a derby should have. You know there was feisty aggression. There was there was a pressing. There was a running. It was end to end in the first half. I think Brighton played well. Crystal Palace surprisingly played. Well. I mean, I expected defensive football from Crystal Palace. They were fast. They were on the break, and um, after some good work by um, I think Milievich from the midfield. I think he was the one. He got away from two Brighton midfielders and um, two attackers rather, two attackers and. Played the ball over the top, fantastic ball over the top to Benteke, and Benteke could not guide the ball in. Maybe he should have trapped the ball, but maybe he, didn't, he did not want to um, waste some time by trying to do that. So he just took it first time, and bam, it went wide. So um, I would say, in my opinion, I I think that um, Benteke is finished, but I will talk about him as time goes on. But Benteke was crucial to um, Crystal Palace win. He played well. Aside that missed chance. He held the ball up well. He, his his um, link-up play was really good in the game. Um, Ayu and Zaha could, were able to play off him and the ball was... Oh, he was really good in that game. And he assisted the goal for Ayu to score. And um, one name. Now, in the first half, one of the most an interesting events was Zaha and Shelito. Shelito. It was, an, it was something that had to put both of them. So, I think Zaha had the ball. It was ruled out for offside, right? So the ball went out of play. And I think he was getting abused by the Brighton fans. So he copped his ears. I think he spat at first. Then he copped his ears to the Brighton fans, you know, trying to egg them on. And <laughs> Shelotto kicked the ball at him. I-, I think it was stupid from Shelotto. I'm like thinking, what on earth concerns you? I mean, he's between him and the fans. Why are you getting involved? So Shelotto actually copped, kicked the bars. And then Zaha was trying to, like, you know, why would you do that? He was trying to face off Shelotto. I think a Brighton defender prevented him. So the referee gave the yellow card to Shelotto, you know? And I and Shelotto was trying to wind up Zaha through the game. I think Zaha, it didn't really get to Zaha because Zaha still had a good game, although he hit the woodwork and he should have scored. He should have scored that goal. 
I mean, imagine if he had scored that goal, be utter shithousery. <laughs> the Brighton fans would have cried. I'm telling you, man. So, um, he he assisted. So he he hit the woodwork, but it was his dribbling was good. His runs were good. But I think he should have scored in that game, you know. Maybe, but all good is one new. And I think Graham Potter did the right thing by not bringing on Shelley too. Because he was warming up. And I probably, and I think he was probably planning on bringing him on eventually. But when he saw that, you know, he has a yellow card already. And he's having, I think he was, he was trying to get into Zaha's head. And he was really having issues with Zaha. And he was likely going to play on the same wing that Zaha plays. I mean, somebody was gonna, somebody was going to get sent off, and it was looking likely to be Shaloto. Especially if Zaha dribbles past him, and he's oh god, I think Grand Potter did the right thing by not bringing him on. He just you know left, left um left him on the bench to train and just train and train and get fit. Left him on the sidelines to just keep warming up. Um, then later Chelsea played Bournemouth. Um, I made predictions in that game. Southampton, West Ham. So I think West Ham won three one. Um, Hala, um, so is it three one or four? I, I don't really. I think he's probably before one because looks like this guy scored also probably three one or so. I didn't really check. I think it was three one. But I know Hala scored. Um, their new signing. Um, what's his name? Um, Jared Bowen. Bowen scored. Then um. Um, this is their guy is called Antonio. I'm I'm a huge fan of Mikel Antonio. I'm a huge fan of his, his running, his aggressive play. I really like Antonio. He's he's a handful for defenders. He's really strong and his runs are really good. I don't mind sports signing Antonio. Probably like you know as another option. Not really a striker, but he can hold the ball up. He can run. You know he's strong. He has good upper body strength. He has a good shot. I mean he's okay. So he could, he could offer something else. Like I'm a huge fan of Mikel Antonio. I really like like him a lot. But you know, if there's better available, no problem. But I'm a huge fan of Mikel Antonio. Then we've got um we've got this other player coming. We've, then we've got Chelsea Bournemouth, and as usual, Chelsea almost lost to Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth, you know, with a little bit better defending, they would have seen out that game and, and you know kept that clean, kept the two not clean sheet per se, and got got that got the important three points but it's it's all good man then we'll go to the highlight of the day i think it was a new new draw at burnley burnley newcastle was a new new draw i can't remember what i the prediction i made for that game but my predictions weren't really all right but they were okay to an extent i i sort of you know bombard chelsea i wanted bombard to win however bombard you know they almost won but chelsea proving again that they struggle Against, I think Frank Lampard is overrated a bit. The, the media gives him a pass for many things he does, but I mean, it is what it is. He, he, he gets given a pass sometimes. His decisions are very questionable, but probably because the other teams are really terrible, so nobody's really seen how bad Chelsea are. But we're gonna see that maybe probably next season. But you know, I think Frank Lampard gets a pass sometimes for some of his decisions that he makes. But um, Bournemouth did well. He played very well in that game. They hit Chelsea on the break, and they clearly showed Chelsea that Chelsea's problems had their full-back positions. But I like regimes played well. But like in the full-back positions, their right and left back position, where if you can ping them backwards, you can actually attack. Josh King. Josh King had a few day. Had a few day. Although regimes was able to get some crosses into the box as usual. His crosses are very good. But Tomori had an awful game. Tomori was awful. I mean, I saw where he wanted to clear the ball and he almost gave a chance to um, Bomot. He was probably slow, slow in clearing off, slow in his reaction. He was slow in reacting. Um, 
Josh, I think Josh King, some players got yellow cards, but oh my word, I think this guy scored, scored two goals, no, scored a goal, he almost scored a hat-trick, he scored two goals, Alonso, he almost got a hat-trick, um, but you know, it was saved or something, I think he hit the woodwork or something, then Pastra, he came on, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's here and there, but I think Chelsea have enough to just keep that fourth spot, they have enough to keep it. Because they've played enough, and this is what it is. They are, they are probably the best of all the lots that are actually chasing that fourth spot. If Chelsea keep, but it's just, I don't think Chelsea can win enough to catch Leicester. I think Leicester, okay, they are, they are good enough to just see out that third position. But we'll see, though. We'll see how the season goes. Then we've got um, the next game. I think the highlight of the day was Watford, Liverpool. Liverpool. I was actually busy with work that day. I was actually working on. I was actually working, and then I. I was during the time I, was, I thought the, I didn't know when the game was going to start because I had issues with the timing of the game. So before I I, I had work and I called somebody. So before I got back, I kept trying to get the stream. I couldn't get access to the stream. So I checked. I, I checked Twitter. I saw Ah Liverpool. What for that three goes up against Liverpool? So, oh, is this a joke? I quickly log, logged. Before I could get to the stream, I saw it was ninety three minutes. The time was about to be to elapse. I'm like, wow! Ismaila so saw so scored two. And, tried, and got an assist, Troy didn't score the third goal. I was like, wow, how on earth did this happen? Jesus Christ. I mean, I, nobody saw it coming. And if you could if you could put like $1,000 on that, I'm sure, I'm sure the odds, you'd have gained a lot of money because Liverpool were nailed on to win that game. And I think probably it showed a lot that Liverpool have been poor in their past few games. Probably like the last four or five games. Because they've, they've only seen out games, right? They've seen out, like, the Norwich game, they were quite poor. Let's not kid ourselves. Liverpool were poor against Norwich. Then uh, we, we, we we tend to um, see that Liverpool were, they struggled against Atletico Madrid, which means they lost. Then I think they, they now they struggled against these guys. So, something is really wrong somewhere at the moment with Liverpool. Like I said, when people are pushing this narrative that Liverpool are going to dominate the league for years and all that, I don't. I just don't believe it. I don't like jumping on bandwagons, but I don't believe Liverpool can can um, dominate the league as people are saying. I don't think they can, because apart from the fact that Liverpool were very good, the other teams were very terrible this year. So it probably we probably could understand why Liverpool got on twenty two points. Liverpool were good, fantastic, and the other teams were very poor. So it's it's both sides. Both situations are not mutually exclu- are mutually exclusive. Um, something and not mutually exclusive, or rather, mutually exclusive, something like that. One of those two is correct. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think I remember how the correct use as I keep going on, but, anyways, um, Liverpool were were good and the other teams were very poor, so it made up for the fact that also 22 points, 20 odd points, um, increase um, compared to the next, the second best team. Then, um, we got, um, I, I think Liverpool probably have to get their acts ready at. Because after their first eleven, if their first eleven is not working, there's nobody they can bring off the bench. I know people say Origi, Origi can do a job, but he's not really somebody that can change a game. Liverpool do not have a good bench at all. They only have a good first eleven. They do not have a good bench. I know Minamino, okay, but he's more of a midfield guy, creator, and trying to get creativity from midfield. Because that's where they tend to struggle. Like if Trent is not able to produce, you know, like what happened in Liverpool, if Trent cannot produce, they can't. They struggle. To create things and it shows in their game in their play it's just so glaring man and i think kudos to watford watford played very well liverpool can have no excuses 
for losing. They almost lost against West Ham, but they were able to claw back and get the victory. But it shows that they are very vulnerable now. Vent, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold was awful defensively. I think he was exposed defensively. He wasn't covered enough defensively, but he was exposed as a poor defensive player, but good going forward. But he didn't even do enough going forward either. So it means that if you can nullify his attacking ability, then he's useless in the game. He's very useless. Then you've got um, Van Dijk making some errors. Although agendas against Lovren are very obvious. Van Dijk has lost, I think they say he has lost five games or four, four games or five or something. And Lovren has always been his defensive partner. Lovren is a terrible centre-back. We all know that. But he wasn't at fault for most of the goals that were scored. It was Trent and Van Dijk that were even at fault for the goal. But the agenda against Lovren is very... <laughs> I find it funny, though. The guy has just been made the scapegoat. Like, everybody's afraid to criticise Van Dijk and Trent. Probably because they've been good. But well, I, I, I expect Liverpool to bounce back in their next game. I really do expect them to bounce back. Because they have enough to just get the next victory. I think they are... It's probably this. I won't say it's a freak result, but it's just one of all those results that were a long time coming, because they don't really have enough, like on the bench to change games. That is the thing I have with Liverpool. That I don't. That's the thing with Liverpool right now. So we'll see, though. I mean, even if Liverpool were to lose their next seven, I don't think Masi can catch them, because Masi have to win their next consecutive seven. Uh, I don't see that happening. Especially with their defense, nah, it's not possible. Even if they win, even if they win their next seven, Masi win their seven, Liverpool lose their next seven. You know, you they still have ah nah man, it's not I don't think it's so it's twenty one it becomes like they become really close, but I don't see it happening. It has to really be the biggest implosion of all time for Liverpool to actually implode and lose a twenty oh god. For Liverpool to lose a twenty one point twenty one point lead. That is that is serious implosion. It's just I don't see it happening. But you know, we'll see though. We'll see. We'll see how the league goes. Then on Sunday um, it was league games again, so it was mo- it was um, it was really really mouthwatering because on Sunday there was a El Clasico later in the night, then early there was um, the Spurs Wolves game. At the same time, the Man United Everton game was going on. Then there was the EFL Cup final between Man City and um, Aston Villa. Then there was the El Clasico later in the day. I'm not don't, there's no way I'm going to call the MLS derby the LA. Galaxy versus Inter Miami. That that is a fr- that that is like <laughs> that's a Poundland League One derby. Cause <laughs> the, I I mean I saw a goal Vela scored. I'm like Jesus Christ, these guys are dreadful. I mean he was a nice chip from Vela, but the defending was quite awful. And sometimes you don't really get so, be surprised when you see some of these goals have these goals being scored. Cause the quality of defending in the MLS is uh, is is appalling. But anyway, we move. So um. The first game against, I think Aston. Now the Spurs versus Wolves game. I mean, I was trying to get a stream to get the module, but I couldn't get any stream. Even the Man United, Man United Everton game. Everton scored first. I think in like the first three minutes. Cabell Lewin. Cabell Lewin has been on good form. I think probably got. I don't know what was the problem with him. He was struggling, but since Ancelotti came came in, he has really really been good. Been good. He has been a threat. You know, Cabell Lewin, and I, th- I, pre- I think he should get an England call up because I mean, England have a shortage of strikers. They, I mean, like performing strikers, they're only out and out world class striker right now with Harry Kane, right? And you've got Tammy Brown, he's, he's out of form and he's injured. Like, there's just no striker like Harry Kane for England. You've got Tammy Abraham, you've got um, this guy, Callum Wilson, you've got Cabell Lewin now, you've got Danny Ings. 
for me, I think England should carry go if Hurricane is fit, Hurricane goes, you've got Carver Lewin, then you've got um Danny Ings. These are the guys that should probably go. Because, I mean, I think <laughs> Danny Ings was even on the bench and said, I don't know what was the plan, why he was on the bench, but I don't know why, man. So, you've got, um, now, it was 1-1, it ended, and Everton almost stole the victory. But down to VAR, they ruled out their goal for offside. Because they said he was, um, the, the line of sight of the gear was being blocked and all that. But, Beggy, I don't know. <laughs> then you've got um, the Spurs against Wolves game. Now, the Spurs against Wolves game was the one I, I watched, but I didn't see the entire game because the first time I couldn't watch the first half. But the second half, I think the the it showed that Spurs were just... They gifted all the goals to, to Wolverhampton. All the goals, the three goals Spurs considered were gifts to Wolves. Now, there's this statement that says, nice guys finish last. Nice guys always finish last. As this is a fact. It's a, it's, it's a fact that is irrefutable. Nice guys in football, nice guys, you know, if you're too nice to ladies, I'm not saying you should be a jerk on us to ladies, but nice guys to ladies, nice guys in sports, nice guys in anything. If you're too nice, you've got to be able to, you know, rig the system a bit. Like, you know, shake the system a bit to favor you because it's the world is not fair. And if you want to go by, if you want to be fair, the world is going to be unfair to you at certain times. Okay, fine, you will get some. You know, there are sometimes when things will work out in your favor because you are being fair, you're being a good bird. But it's not going to work out because the world isn't fair. <laughs> the world doesn't care about this principle and all that nonsense. If you want to win, you've got to be able to shake the system a bit. And it showed from the first 10 minutes, I think Wolves probably could have gotten a yellow card. There was a counter-attack breaking and it was broken up by pulling of Lucas Mora and the but the referee didn't actually yellow card probably because the game was really early. But I think that was a stupid decision because what is the essence of the yellow card decision? Why does it have to be the time? If somebody has to be if somebody kicks a player, he gets sent off even before the game starts, like Ever was sent off before a game even started. So what use is it that a, a play I mean in the very first the seventh minute or so a counter is broken up and you don't give a yellow card because it's early in the game. I mean that's stupid. But I'm not, going to, I'm not going to say that that's the reason why Spurs lost. He could have changed the game a bit because maybe if he... Because I don't think Neves got the second yellow card again, but he got the yellow card in the game. But you can understand the the dynamics of the game, right? It showed that maybe if he had the yellow card, maybe the midfield battle would have been different. But I don't, I'm not going to make that excuse because Spurs were good. We are okay going forward. I think defensively, and Spurs couldn't finish off their chances. And whenever you watch sports play right now, you know that it's very clear that there is no striker. Now I know that a striker is always a striker. There are instincts, there are movements that happen for strikers that, that midfielders do not have. Attack wingers do not have. If you're a striker, you have that instinct already. You know where to be, you know where to move. This is what you've trained for for your whole life. Scoring a goal is harder than defending. You know, this is what you've trained for for your whole life. You've trained this, let's say, probably 10, 15 years every day. A winger has been trained to always create, probably score once in a while, but mostly create, and inside forward, mostly create, but not really score most of the time. So they are not really expected to be clinical. Midfielders have been trained to always create. Defenders have been trained to defend. So you can't really take somebody to go to strike and just perform. It's going to be hard because that is the position he... he, he, he so so when you, you see something, I mean, Dele Ali was wasteful in that game. Now, I I am beginning to... To, um, I mean, I don't have issues with the lineup at first, sorry, but I'll talk about it. I mean, 
I I saw Dele Ali, right? I mean, I'm his biggest defender, but I'm getting disappointed in him. Because the more you see, the more you, you become afraid that what if, you know, what is being said is actually true. What is being said about Dele Ali is actually true. Because think about it, right? Dele Ali, you, you're back on form, right? When Moreno first came in, you go into form, you scored, you're scoring, scoring, scoring. And then the goals dried up, you know, a bit. Now I'm coming. I'm gonna I'm gonna make these two arguments. Um, now you, the goals dried up a bit, and now you're not scoring. You've not scored for some games. I think about one in fourteen or one in ten games or something like that. In his last ten or so games. So now Spurs are clearly struggling. Now you need to step up. Now he was played up front. It was a nightmare to watch. I must say the Wolves defenders they 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 were probably like. <laughs> They probably looked at him and say, "Wow, there's absolutely no way." <laughs> they like, "There's absolutely no way." This, this, um, this <laughs> oh my goodness, I don't know, man. They were like, "This is the striker going up against us," because he was lightweight. He was bullied off the ball. I know. I mean, not completely though. But I saw one chance when he the ball was played to him. Right, he was running. He had a chance. I think Wings played him through, and he was running. Like, I mean. He was bullied off the ball so easily. Oh God! I mean, I don't. I I I think Dele Ali is like I said. For I think the Ram Dutta, like Thomas Müller, he needs a striker to play off. He can't really play off front on his own. So making a case for Dele Ali can be, but that doesn't mean that because you are you 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 need a striker to play off does not excuse your wasteful finishing. You know, he had it prior to Wolves equalizing. He had a chance to make the game three one. And what excuse do you have? Okay, the game against Villa, it was wasteful again. When Spurs could have been out of sight against Aston Villa, he was wasteful. He was playing chances wide. Wasting chances before Son put the game to bed. Son was able to score the two goals and all that. But he was wasteful. He was remain corporate in that game. Then you've got the next game um, against um, Leipzig or so in that week. And he was his movement was okay, but he wasn't his movement wasn't really very very great. Probably because he doesn't have a striker as a decoy to make those deceptive runs. But then again, that does not excuse you know your terrible your finishing. It doesn't excuse your terrible finishing. That there is no excuse for you to not be able to finish chances. You are playing up front. You are an attack minded player, so you should be able to finish chances at least. The header against there's a game the header he had. I didn't put that head. I thought maybe he could work on his header. The header against. He had a header. And he played it wide. I'm sure Patricia wanted to jump. Patricia was like, nah, I'm not jumping out this. This is going wide. And he went wild. He was he was right. Huh. I'm disappointed in Daily Ali. I really am disappointed. Cause I really expect much from him. Cause I mean his goals were and people could come up whenever we criticize Daily Ali, they always come up and say, Oh, I mean Bergvine saved his ass in one of the chances. People whenever we criticize Daily Ali, people always come up and say, Oh no, don't do that about him. Don't say it about him. Um he has so so amount of goals by twenty two years old, more goals than Lampard scores. And I'm like, come on, man, seriously, can we stop? Can we stop bringing up those, those stats? Really, can we actually stop bringing up those stats? Because football is what have you done for me lately? You're not going to leave off what you did three years ago and keep and use that as a as a yardstick for you to keep getting chances. So you should keep get use that as a barometer for you to keep getting chances to play today. People want you to perform right now, right? What you did is said and done is in the past. But you're meant to keep going higher and higher, not have some good for three, two, three years, 
then then decline, then go and just relax. I mean, come on. Son, look at look for example, young Min Son, for example, wasn't hasn't been playing well before he got injured. He wasn't playing well. He wasn't playing great. His performances were not great. Let's not kid ourselves. But guess what? Son was still able to finish off chances. He was still able to score. That tells you that says a lot, right? Son cannot say okay, right. but your finishing is there. You are a finisher, you're a finisher. You're gonna finish chances very easily. You, because that is that is literally the only thing you know how you should know how to do. That's what you do every day. You practice. I really don't understand why some I mean it doesn't excuse the fact of you not being able to pass a ball. Oh god. Then during the game, I'm done with it. let me let me and during the game, I don't know man, I'm I'm losing faith in Delhi early, I really am. But then during the game, what I saw was you know not enough balls in the box. And when the balls were in the box balls into the box, when they were coming in, you 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 kind of get the sense that there wasn't enough movement in the box. There wasn't enough movement at all. And there's some spaces that a striker would attack. You know, but these guys were not attacking it. They were not attacking those. There was a ball already put into the box. And Jesus Christ, was like, God, where is the striker here? You know, there was no movement in the box to actually attack attack that ball. I was like, Jesus. Oh, God. Then defensively, Spurs took a lead. Then Doherty scored, equalized. From a ball that Spurs did not clear, you gave Wolves a free chance to score. Then the second goal, Wolves scored. You know, they put the ball into the box. Poor organization. Eric Dyer playing in the center with the two center backs being fast enough to handle Adama Chari and the pace of Jota. But what was the essence of all of that when, you know, tactical fouls, when it needs to be made? Because for the third goal, Jota scored. For the third goal that Jimenez scored, you could see that um, Jota, how Jota made runs from his half. He ran across the field and gave the ball to Jimenez. It was a good ball. Jimenez had a very good position and he, he took it well. Tanganga slid too early, probably too early, but you know he finished out the chance well. And when I looked at, I'm like, why didn't you guys, you know, foul him? Why nobody was the people that were surrounding Jota at the time. None of them were on a yellow card. None of you, you were all, you all, your name was not on the book. So why didn't you pull him? Why didn't you foul him? That is clearly. Schoolboy, that's why I said that being nice, that you are too nice. You're trying to play by the rules, you don't want a yellow card, and you let Jota run free. Jota ran all the way, all the way, ran free. I'm like, can somebody take this guy out? I saw him, and you know, that's not the first time that is happening. I've seen sports do that in another game again. I think against was it against Southampton in the FA Cup? The, the same thing, Redmond ran from his half. To set up Danny Ings for Danny Ings to score. So, this is clearly, they are too nice. I'm telling you, man, it's too, you can't win by being too nice. You can't win things by being too nice. And it probably explains why Spurs haven't won trophies. You've been too nice. Look at Liverpool and Man City. Fabinho and Fernandinho, they've mastered the art of tactical fouls. You know, no, I, I watched Man City against, in the EFL Cup final, I watched them against Aston Villa yesterday, and you could clearly see the tactical fouls they were doing. Do you know, I mean, I saw one of the Chinese guys about to run. We were barged in. You know, we had to counter, touch Rodri. You know, put him, put him a bit. The way they do it, it saw this. It looks like it coming together. The way they do it, it look, it, it kind of looks like it coming together. But it's the, the referee could like, nah, I don't think it's a yellow card. You know, they get, they, they were able to do this very easily. Ah oh God, I, I'm like, ah. Oh. I think Wolves deserve to win. Wolves deserve to win because they played well. You know, even if Spurs were on the top, on top another. Ten years from nobody's gonna care that sports played well. So Wolves won because they deserve to win. They took their chances. 
three shots on target or four on target and they took they, they were very clinical so we know that one has a striker the other one doesn't have a striker Adama Chore was very good in that game one side has a striker the other side doesn't have a striker and he showed in that game the fact that sports could not see out a 2-1 win in the end of the game it shows that there's a short work to be done and this summer sports have to spend money Danny Levy, uh, there was sports announcing 400 million pounds record profit. I'm sorry, man. I'm not going to celebrate profits because you know why? They don't get into my pocket. I'm a sports fan. Uh, it's game is about glory. Now, people could say, oh, sports. I mean, when I said sports, sports, sports were mid-table mid and all that. Not mid-table, per se. They were six, fifth, six, fifth, that kind of position. Before I finally booked to the top four. Now, I'm not going to come here and say, oh, sports. Listen, man. The profits do not enter my pocket. The stadium is not for me. The trophies are what's important. And it's time for sports to start winning things. So I'm not gonna go. So sports have to spend money this summer. I've already mentioned the positions we need. I'm not really gonna go over them again. I've sang over them. The players I would like to I would like sports to get. That's all. That's my opinion on that. I'm not gonna go, go on about it again. Then um I think I think that's it. Then the midfield, Lucelso, hey, talk about Lucelso. I saw my chances where he could have played the ball into the box and he didn't. Troy Parrott was coming on. I think I think Troy Parrott should have gotten fifteen minutes at at most. You know, I think you should have given him. I think he should have come on in in seventy seventh or seventy fifth minutes. You know, let him come on. But then again, I was wondering because Dele Ali was dreadful, and surely he can't do worse than Dele Ali. I'm sorry. Then he wasn't. There wasn't enough movement in the box. At least, even if he's not ready, the the runs he could have made. You know. It's a striker. A striker is a striker. He would have made some runs. And those runs, very important runs, those movements, probably what was needed. If if you see sports play, you just know that it's very obvious, man. I mean, I was like, what is, what is he coming to do? Because there's not enough balls in the box. So this guy's never going to get much chances. Then you took off Aurier for getting Fernandez. Oh, God. I don't know, man. I think we have to criticize Mourinho's decisions in that game, too. But I think he probably when he bring when he brought Chopper, he probably like nah. I think this game is gone already because bringing on Chopper at that time, he knew that the game was gone because there was no use. Harry, it's like yeah, there's no use trying to labor. Then Lucelso wasn't playing the ball into the box, you know. Lucelso for all his movement and his runs, he doesn't have an assist or a goal yet. Now, let's talk about that. The fact that he doesn't has he hasn't scored yet. That is terrible for. I'm sorry, but that's terrible. I mean, we, we all praise his movement and everything, but you are brought in to be the creator and the side and all that, but you have you don't have an assist yet. So, for all your labels and your runs and everything, you still do not have an assist. At what point do we start having this conversation? Because, I mean, you say, they say, oh, he works hard. I'm sorry, man, but you're not brought in to work hard. That's not your job to work hard. There are League 1 players who work hard. <laughs> League 2 players, midfielders who work hard. <laughs> you're there to bring in a bit of quality. You, you had work fine. But bring in your quality with it. I mean, I'll take quality. I don't know. I'm not going to say I'll take quality for hard work. I'll take, I think I'll like both. A bit of both. Because if you have Ozil is quality with that hard work, then you've got some League 2 players. Burnley midfielders, <laughs> they, are, they are quality with that. They are hard work with that quality. <laughs> so, I don't think I, I know what to do, man. I don't think I want. I think I like a bit of both. So, that's that's um, basically it, man. To be honest, maybe we're gonna, I don't think Wolves were going. I don't. I don't think I expected Wolves supposed to win that game because I think Wolves are the better team, are a better team than Spurs currently. But at the end of the day, I I can understand Spurs. You know, get. I've always believed Spurs has a chance to win because Spurs have won games so far this season that they don't deserve. But I I I, I get disappointed every time that because the loss wasn't something that Wolves were very better. It was very def- It was very avoidable. 
But we move, man. We play against Burnley. We play the FA Cup game against Norwich City. Hopefully, we we'll win that game. Like I said, I always want sports to win. I'm not going to go into a game and say I will sports lose. Because, I mean, what's the sense of being a fan when you hope, expect your team to lose every time? So, I believe sports should win against Norwich City. and go to the next round. Then, the game against... Um, the next league game is against Burnley. Then, the Champions League game against um, these guys. Leipzig, return leg. So... You know which is next week so sports have to win again so let's see how the games go the game goes but i'll see play daily up front because at the moment he's our best chance right now till kane and son returns then also anybody criticizing Mourinho is fucking dumb i'll say this again you're fucking dumb because i'm sorry for using this i'm just for, uh, sorry for my language sorry anybody criticizing Mourinho is actually dumb i've said i, th- I think you are dumb because blaming him for this doesn't make any sense. And people say, oh, defensive. I'm like, come on, man. Seriously. When sports become defense, he said Samala um, already starts keeping clean sheets when he comes. I'm like, Did you, do you know how he keeps clean sheets? By defending, by playing negative tactics. The same sports fans would criticize him if he was playing, doing, if he did that, just to secure clean sheets and all that. The same sports fans would criticize him. Saying, oh, we're not scoring enough, we're not doing this, we're not doing that. Now you're scoring, and you're, you're constantly shows that it's clearly a defensive problem. And now you're complaining that, oh, he's, um, there are not enough clean sheets, we're not defensively. So, I mean, what the fuck do you... Oh, God, sorry, my language. I'm, I was, I'm, I'm a bit upset, though. So I'm sorry for my language. What exactly do you want? You know, what do you want? Do you want to... It's clear that everybody has... A, I'm, I'm reading of this season already. I, I don't think we're going to make top four. If we make top four, it's a miracle. I really do think it's a miracle. We're not gonna make too for my opinion. So if you look at look at sports, for example, um what exactly do you want? Someone like he comes in, he sells his ship, defensive stuff, defensive but negative tactics. That's what he does. What exactly are you trying you can't tell me that say sports should be kept. I mean seriously, man. Expecting Mourinho to do that and you want your team to score goals, especially in such a short space of time. The 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 balance between attack and defense is one of the most difficult um part of football coaching to actually achieve because you end up yeah so it's such a short space of time so you need to sacrifice one depending on what you want and it's clearly goals and sports have scored so you can't really come and criticize him or other you came in sports were 14th on on the way down going on a free fall and then you get angry and then somebody comes and bounces sports up gets sports i mean oh god but anyways Mourinho is gone, it's gone. But sports have to spend this summer. The excuse of the stadium, for me, that's gone. Sports have to spend this summer. I'm talking about spending big. Sports made profit, 400 million pounds. I don't mind sports pouring 200 million pounds, 300 million pounds into the market this summer. 300 million pounds into this market. Just pour into the market. Get Luis Campo first. Pour that money into the market. Sports need to spend Listen, this is not even, this is not, I'm not talking about 100 million, I'm not talking about spending the usual 20 million pounds for a summer, buying one, I'm no, sports have to spend this summer, pour, pouring the money into the market, poor money, because it's clear that, you know, it's, it got, in my opinion, it's sports, to save, because this is not smart, to save money, sports are spent every window, you know, save some, you just save some money, but no, I mean, anyway, it is what it is, man, I look forward to the next game, like I said, well, I don't look for the next game. I just want this season to end. July 1st, the earlier it comes, the better. So, sports can start st- signing players. Then you've got... Um, 
So you've got um, the next game against the next game coming up. Um, sorry, yeah, the next game came up again. It was um, Burn, um, Man City versus Aston Villa, and Man City won two one. Um, it wasn't really a surprise. Nobody expected Man City to win, but Villa put up a fight. Then Jack Grealish was good in the game, but it was okay. I don't know, man. I didn't. I, I couldn't even watch the game because I was having issues with my stream. But I was able to watch some parts. But I think um, Man City deserved their win. They just won two one, and they just saw out. They were two nil up. It was two one already. I think they dropped their. They, they put. They took their foot off the gas a bit when it was two one. They were two one up. So you know, Aston Villa scored the two one, and then Man City just went to see out the two one victory, and they won. So they are. They've won a trophy again. Again, they won a trophy. Which is very important for Guardiola because it's more kudos to him, more metals in his in his uh, trophy, more cap trophies in his trophy cabinet. So you've got um, so that's it. Then the classical came up. I mean, it's one of the worst. It's a, one of the worst classicals I've ever seen. I mean, the days of Ronaldo versus Messi. I mean, in the last decade, we knew what we should expect in the classical. That listen, you're gonna get around. Even if it ends in a new new draw, you're gonna get attacking football. Both sides pressing each other, you know that what you knew you were gonna get. But when you look at, you look at my oh god, the, the quality of football in a classical has dropped. Look at players like Vinicius, Mariano Diaz, Ernesto Ververde. You've got um this guy, um oh, I can't remember who was this guy. You know if you look at the players that play for Real Madrid, they, normally if they were in the last decade or the days. Those guys will be on loan at other teams. They won't be playing for Real Madrid because there are no Galacticos anymore. I think that's probably the reason also. There are no Galacticos do not exist anymore in football. Where they could you know, assemble the biggest stars in the world. They don't exist. That's the, the Madrid model. Model where you have Galacticos, the biggest star, Reto Carlos, um, Zidane, Ronaldo, um, Kaká, Beckham. You know, the biggest stars in football. I mean, there was a time when you, you've got stars all, everywhere. You've got Pelu at um, AC Milan. you got Trezeguet. Trezeguet. you got David Trezeguet. You've got um, Bacchisio. You've got this guy at, at um, Italy in um, Roma. You've got Totti. You've got De Rossi. You know, you've got players everywhere. There was a time when there was, there was plethora. There was a plethora of players everywhere. But right now, you don't, got, you don't have that anymore. Because it's clear that there are no Galacticos anymore. And that's the, the, the in my opinion, that's what probably probably is, is as humble Madrid and they've had to change their model a bit, but the quality of players that, that are available right now are just not good enough. And Madrid won two nil, Vinicius scored, I think Diaz scored the second. Madrid have they've just they're just not good enough. It's it is well though. Like I said, I, I, I have a feeling that Madrid probably probably clinched their league this season. I don't know if they were quite wasteful because there was a chance that they had and they were just pass overpassing the ball. It's Barcelona, not really a surprise. But um I I think so Madrid stretched their lead at the top of La Liga. I I think La Liga Madrid has enough to clinch the league, in my opinion. I think they have enough to clinch that league. So they could probably win it ahead of Barcelona this year. So I think that's my take on it. So yeah, it is what it is, man. Like I said. Thanks for listening until my next episode. Probably after the next um this this weekend, the weekend round of fixtures. So good night everyone. And have a nice week.